Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're new here, thank you for subscribing and liking the show and commenting, letting me know who you are. Say hello. I always like to read the comments, the nice ones at least. Um, If you guys are new here, I go live five days a week. I have a show that goes on the audio platforms and of course on YouTube. And I love the comments. I love the engagement. Today we have a really, really exciting show. I have Sarah Frazier from the Sarah Fraser show. You probably know of her because she's been doing this for a long time. She releases six episodes a week. So I thought I was doing good, but I, I guess I have to up it now. It's like, it's like how many, epi- maybe I'll release eight episodes a week now. Okay. So I am going to uh, up my game. Sarah is awesome. I was, I'm going to be on her show next week. We had uh, such a good conversation earlier this morning. We're going to talk about all things, but before I get into that, I have to announce who won the free ticket for Sunday's BravoCon, my giveaway. I'm so excited about this. If you guys missed this, I ran a giveaway over on my Patreon for anyone that was either going to be in Vegas or going to Vegas or was around the area but didn't have an actual ticket. I'm not going to be using my general admission ticket on Sunday. And I thought about selling it and then I was like, what? No, we got to give it away to a doser. So I did a random name generator and I filmed it because, you know, now we need to show proof of every little thing we do so that we don't get called liars. So I'm just going to show you guys on video. I did the whole thing. Okay. I filmed it. I put in all your names here and the winner is Miss Caitlin Wright. So I will contact you over on Patreon. Congratulations, Caitlin Wright. You have won the general admission ticket on Sunday and I'll send it over to you. So I am so excited to get your um, like your videos and your, your stuff from that day. I can't wait to see it. Okay, you guys, I'm going to bring Sarah Frazier up here. I can't wait to uh, chat about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I managed to stay up last night and watch it. And then we have so many other things to touch on. So here's Sarah. Sarah! (laughs) Welcome. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I love your show. Huge fan. And um, like you mentioned, you're going to be on my show next week. So we cover it all. We cover it all. Personal branding advice. Sister wives, the whole worldly thing. news, <laughs> worldly news. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely loved chatting with you. And I love that we're locals. You guys, a lot of, you know, it's funny. There's so many different podcasters that I've connected with over the last few months and they're all over the place, but there's a few that I've met that are here in LA. And there's just something special about knowing that we can just like drive and, and meet and have a drink or coffee. Look, it's amazing. I moved to LA a year and a half ago from Washington, DC. I was in DC for 15 years. I loved it, but I was, I was literally the only pop culture person there and it just made it so hard to collaborate. So seeing, you know, and I can't wait to see you in person, but amazing podcasters like yourself. And there's so many here. It's just, it's great. It's like running into people at events and, um, yeah, I never had that opportunity in DC. So it's really cool. We have to do like real housewives of podcasting and it doesn't need to only be women, but just like the reality of, of a podcaster's life, like behind the scenes. And then we get together and then we go on our shows and then we talk about ratings. I mean, it's going to be super fun. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. There's no drama at all in the podcasting world. Yeah. Right. I know we do. We do need, and I know I've, I've heard Heather McDonald say this on her show. Like there needs to be a podcast reality show because the, the feuding, um, in our business is so crazy. It does remind me, you know, I came from radio, so I was a morning radio host for years and it reminds me of radio wars. We were always like feuding with another morning show or something. You always had to have that. You're right. There was always, and we talked about it briefly earlier about like Howard Stern and Don Imus. There was like this big, he had like such a a thing against him. So the podcasters are kind of doing it too. I'm trying to stay out of the drama, but I have inadvertently gotten myself in. And I didn't mean to, but I just reported on it. And then I got in. 
Wait, what did you get in the drama of of Heather and Jeff Lewis? Is that Heather and Jeff? When I talked, okay, so I originally talked about the Heather and Megan. I don't know if you remember that back in March. Megan Weaver, who is Jeff Lewis's like right hand girl, and so I talked. Okay, so I talked about that. That was my first time ever bringing up Heather McDonald. And then, of course, it kind of like went into the Justin Martindale of it all and the Heather McDonald and Jeff. And now officially I am blocked by Heather McDonald. So oh, you got the block. Wow. I, block. All right. you I, got the block. I know. And I'm just trying to I was just trying to because I'm a fan. Like, that's the thing. I'm a fan of all these podcasts and these these audio like yeah. Jeff Lewis. I listen to. I listened to the, I was listening to Juicy Scoop, you know, since everything went down. And then like, you know, I'm friends with Zach Peter. Like I'm friends with a lot of these, these podcasters that all know each other. So I'm just sharing it like a fan, but you know, I can see, I can see both sides. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of funny that we have all this drama and I'm with you. I honestly, I don't dislike anyone in the podcast space. It's really wild, but people very much pick sides. And I'm like, guys, it's, we're doing a podcast here. All right. We're and not. Because- well, you've been doing this for eight years, right? Eight years. Yes. Yes. I told when I started, people still didn't know where to find a podcast on their phone. And it was, it was very bleak for three years. I lost money. I, if it wasn't for my amazing supportive husband and, you know, I had left radio and I had gotten like a decent severance package. Thank God. I had a really great agent who negotiated a, an exit for me. I could have never stuck with it. It was so bleak. And so to see how much it's grown. And I mean, when I left radio, one of my first jobs when I worked for iHeart in like 2011, I mean, I would even have female bosses say that, you know, because my goal was always I wanted my own show. And they would always be like, well, Sarah, you know, women are not going to listen to women solely on the radio. That's why you have a male co-host. That's come on now. Oh, oh, I mean, the, oh my God, the sexism, the craziness. Oh my God. I mean, I, I left an insane, toxic work environment. If you're from the DC area, the Kane show on Hot 99.5. And a lot of people know that story because many people left that show and have gone on to tell their story. It was wild. But yeah, they would openly say that. And they would always say, that's why you need a man on the show because women will never listen to women. And now to see podcasters like yourself and, you know, Heather McDonald and um, Alex Cooper. I mean, I love to see women winning so big because in radio, they never, that's why you never, like you think back, you grew up in LA. How many women hosted their own morning shows or afternoon? I mean, I listened to a lot of women, but they always had, it was like Jamie Frosty and Frank. Like I'll never forget that from 98.7. It was star 98.7, Jamie Frosty and Frank. And there was always like Ryan, Ryan Seacrest and Ellen, or like who was before Ryan Seacrest? I forget who he took over. But yeah, you're right. It was never all women. But like my favorite podcast, like I love Bitch Sesh, for example. Those are two women. Like it's oh, so interesting. Never would have put two women on the radio. And of course, now all these radio stations or radio companies now, of course, are in podcasting. And of course, they're promoting women because, you know, they see, I mean, they're way behind, behind the times. They see amazing people like what Heather has done or, you know, Lala Kent. And I mean, now, of course, they want in. But um, but no, they never would have done that on their own. So you're a trailblazer. And, you know, I'm a trailblazer. And I, I encourage women to find their voice because podcasting has given women a audio platform that they never had a decade ago. The only woman that was really doing it was Wendy Williams. I mean, that's why Wendy is so amazing. She was a afternoon morning host or an afternoon host in New York City. She was one of the few women. And that was it. I mean, they didn't wow. even give women afternoon shows. So wait, do you think that, you know who I used to listen to all the time, like back in 2000, probably trying to think like probably 2006 to 2010 or whatever around that time was Taylor Strecker yes. who is currently still she has a podcast called Taste of Taylor and she's big in like with um the girls of the toast and stuff so she's definitely around still she's best friends with Stassi but she used to have a radio show on Cosmo Radio and but she had a guy co-host it was Taylor and Kenny always so always. interesting okay I actually really really love that and I think that um you know, having a podcast and we talk about this a little bit on your show that it's going to air next week, but we talk about, you know, just kind of starting a podcast and how important it is to have your voice out there. And especially in these days where, you know, all we have is our voice and it's so important to say things that are probably not going to be super popular, like the amount of negative reviews we get or comments we get all the time, but we still go and we still keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it really is revolutionary what you and I are doing because 
they did put women. I mean, obviously, Oprah had a talk show on her own and, you know, Rosie O'Donnell. But audio is the last platform where women have never hosted two women, one woman, woman solo and really succeeded. And so we're seeing it. So you're you're a part of history. Like people forget how recent it is that women host their own audio-based shows. Yeah, it's so true. We are really still at the forefront. Podcasting is always growing. Wait, so I think the theme of today, because I'm like looking at today's stories, other than Mauricio from Dancing with the Stars, (laughs) which we have to touch on, absolutely. We Um, have to talk about like that all of our stories are about women today. We've just got a woman central podcast about like today is the day of the woman. Love it. All right. Love it. Yes. All right. So all you men that listen, which I know there's a bunch of you guys out there, we say this with love, but it's about us today. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like with, I mean, really, we're going to start talking a little bit of just like random news stories that we pulled out. And one of them is really female forward and it's about Sophia Bush. So if you guys miss this, Sophia Bush who is like famously, I would say from One Tree Hill. Wouldn't you say that that yeah. was like her biggest thing? Yeah. Sophia Bush was married to a man named Grant, I believe, Hughes. And they were married for 13 months. And it was like a big deal for a lot of her fans. I'm not like someone that was following Sophia Bush, like in and out. I'm going to be honest. But she's had boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend. She was dating Chad Michael Murray back in the days, whatever. Grant Hughes and her got engaged in August, 2021, got married. And after 13 months on June 11th, my birthday, 2022, or sorry, 2000. No, they got married on June 11th, but in, um, they, they separated in August of 2023. So 13 months and it was out of nowhere. And all these people were like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, turns out Sophia Bush is now dating a former soccer player, Ashlyn Harris, who also just ended her four-year marriage. Ashlyn is a woman. What do we think about this? Oh my God. Are, are you like shocked about, about it or anything? I love a dip in the lady pond. Apparently, it is like all of 2023. I mean, you know, Kyle Richards and Morgan, although they claim they're not together. Uh, you know, look, this you is- like- my face. <laughs> uh- <laughs> This is giving me like Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach vibes. Um, Big time. There's something about those soccer players, man. There are. These soccer women are hot. Um, You know, look, they're a well-suited couple. I mean, I'm sort of bummed because I loved Ashlyn and Allie um, Krieger together. They just sort of looked good. They were very stylish. They just adopted two like beautiful children. So that makes me sad. Very. Because... um, that's quite new. I mean, I think their son is maybe a year old or like a little bit older, um, but not by much. So, you know, and what's fascinating, right, is Sophia apparently was a friend of Ashlyn and Allie Krieger's for a while. I know. And everything. But, you know, then it's always you wonder, were they really platonic or was there something always there? And then they acted on it and both separated. There, of course, their reps are saying there's no drama, you know, that these relationships prior were over. Well, listen, they they first appeared on a panel together in um, Cannes at a festival in June 2023. She got separated officially in August. So and, and then, of course, Ashlyn just like this last month or whatever. So the question is, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did they meet and hook up? Or like have feelings for each other and then break up? Or did they say, like, did they meet and like commiserate? Oh, my marriage isn't going so well and not really happy. Oh my gosh, me too. Separate and then, you know, do the deed. But either way, they are they are together. And this is like now becoming, Sophia Bush becoming a later in life lesbian is like not shocking anymore. The world, I feel like this is happening everywhere we look. What's going on? I actually had to Google if Sophia Bush was a lesbian. Like, that's how much I'm like, that's how much I just, it's like, it's so common. I'm like, wait, who was she with? Was she already with a woman? Like, I was like, wait, okay. Then they, you know, then I was following the timeline. But um, no, she was with man after man after man after man. Yes. Um, Well, hopefully, you know, I mean, maybe these two women have found their matches. I am still a little upset about Ashlyn and Allie. I was so invested and they were always getting sponsorships together. They look so- What was Allie? I don't know a lot about Ashlyn and Allie. So what was Allie doing? Before, like, US, what is her career? 
women's soccer team. So oh, both, they both were soccer players. Yeah. And they played Aww. on the highest level. That's how they met for the U.S. Wow. women's team. And then, you know, they've been together on, an, I think, dating for six, seven years, like total. And then. Oh, wow. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, we just want these people happy. And if Sophia is happily, you know, with uh, with Ashlyn, the only one thing that I read, and I didn't see confirmation of this, but I read it somewhere, that Ashlyn apparently like removed the fact that she's a mom and a wife off her social media and people, I don't know if it's on her TikTok account or on an Instagram account. And it like, that's actually kind of sad if she's like removing that identity because fine, you're not a wife maybe, but you're still a mom. So let's hope that like everything remains copacetic, but I can't imagine that Ashlyn's ex or I forget her name. What's her name? Allie? Allie Krieger. Yeah. I can't imagine Allie's super happy right now about it all. It I feels like sudden. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, apparently they were just spotted at a dinner. You know, it was a date, you know, but so maybe it's really early. Maybe it's not as serious as like everyone's thinking. But I mean, this story did blow up. I mean, it's everybody's talking about it. Yeah. It says they had their first date weeks ago. Listen. Mm -hmm. All we can say is we hope they're happy, just like Morgan and Kyle, if that's in fact the truth, which I've heard from so many sources that it is the truth. But, you know, what can I say? Um, Morgan and Kyle, which is going to take us perfectly into, you can be honest, Sarah. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? I don't. I I don't either, except. (laughs) What? I just watched the highlights. So I've been Mm -hmm. watching the Ariana highlights, the Mauricio. Um, I'm... I don't even know how they got Mauricio in this Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney ensemble. It's just so like embarrassing. Like Mauricio's like a hot man. And this is a, a low moment. This man is going through something because who the fuck? And I know your husband's like produ- basically like producing this show. I don't He's know just shooting how. it. He's just shooting it. Okay. I don't know how anyone in costume or whatever goes, you know what, Mauricio, let's get you in a giant Mickey Mouse ensemble. I mean, I he was a wizard. Wasn't he like a wizard? I don't know what it was. It was so embarrassing. Like one of one of the comments on my Instagram, I'm sorry, on my Facebook post, because we have a Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna Join, if you guys haven't. But one of the comments said, why do I think of Elf on a Shelf when I see <laughs> I laughed and I need these laughs these days with everything going on in the world. When I saw the picture that someone posted of him on my Facebook group and it was a close up of him, I guess they stopped the camera at some point and they, they took a picture of his tongue, like he's standing there with his tongue out. And it's one of those things that like, once you see, you can't unsee. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to unsee it. So I feel like, let me pull it up really fast because this is something that I think all of you guys need to see as well. Um, Oh God, it's so bad. Oh yeah, he does have Mickey ears. He does have, he's the Mickey wizard from Fantasia or whatever. (laughs) I'm not a Disney person really. I don't know. I like it for kids, but. I would have been like, no, like you're going to fucking dress me as like, I don't know. Sorry. I know the costumes are part of it and they get into it and he clearly is a good sport, but I, that was not my favorite Mauricio look. Well, I will tell you this one thing. And I didn't actually see Ariana perform last night, but I'm imagining she did amazing because she has done amazing every week. Um, I will tell you, Lance has said many, many times that Mauricio is so kind and so nice and so friendly. So for that reason, I will always want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's like a good dude. and um, But I do think that he's probably... Like going through, I mean, number one, the fact that he's doing Dancing with the Stars is weird enough, in my opinion. Like this is kind of shocking and out of left field, especially that he's on two reality shows already. And he has a huge, I mean, Sarah, you know the real estate market here in Los Angeles. This guy is like beyond successful in this world. It seems like really a left field decision to do Dancing with the Stars. Like he doesn't need it. But it's also so strange, the whole thing about the fact that he's like bringing up the divorce or the separation in his packages about it. And Kyle was only there one week and is no longer anywhere near him. The whole thing feels so weird. Well, you're right. The agency's um, for sale signs are everywhere in L.A. They are Mm -hmm. legit. Um, But I think... My thing is, I think there's twofold. One is, you know, once you're on a show, I feel like just the promotion never stops. This this promotion, whatever, 
or their lives, okay? Whether Kyle and Morgan are actually together or she's just producing Morgan's documentary. I mean, we mm-hmm. already see the preview of RHOBH that this whole time, this whole story is going to be like the entire season, right? So it's great for business. Um, buying Beverly Hills, I think, always needs promotion. So the more he's out there, he, you know, they're, he and Kyle are so, they've been in Hollywood so long, they know the game. And I also feel like maybe we're seeing a, just a husband like mourning a little yeah. bit. You know, I mean, I kind of feel like in any divorce, there's always a period of time where there's like a pursuer and there's like a, you know, a leave, you know, person that's kind of running away. And Mauricio seems like he's trying so hard to save that marriage. Like he seems like the pursuer. He's trying to stay busy. He's trying to stay relevant. You know, I just think you're seeing a guy, not sure. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that if you're going through a huge life change, like, separating from your wife or your husband for 27 years and your kids are growing up and everything, I would imagine that any distraction is welcomed and people do weird things. Like people, some people dye their hair or like get tattoos like Kyle or buy a Corvette or do all kinds of crazy things. So I really do believe that there's a lot of, um, you know, weird kind of uh, changes that people make, but you're right. I think Mauricio would stay married happily if she still wanted to. I think Kyle is more than one foot out the door. Like she's the, I think Kyle is the instigator to the end of the marriage. I also do believe just from various people that I've talked to and sources that Mauricio has, has cheated multiple, multiple times in the marriage. And we've also heard many rumors about him and his current dance partner. I mean, it's happening. I think like from really, really respectful um, sources. Yeah. That they're like all over each other, that they're making out that, and you know what? Good for him. Good for him. He should be making out. If she wants to make out with the wizard Mickey, he should take it. She's newly separated too. Yeah. I mean, go for it. Right. I, I think, I think it'll be nice when we figure out what is really going on. Like, are they going to get divorced? Or are they just having this, you know, rumspringa, like two years of like hooking up with other people openly and then they're going to get back together. I don't know, but he is a really nice person. I, I have gone to a homeless, not toothless uh, gala Stop it right now. Oh my God, no, you got to go next year. It's actually epic. And the women are like walking around, talking to everyone. Sharon Stone is, she's like a huge ambassador of it. Well, you're going to have to give me the info and I'm just going to jump in your purse. It was like the best event I've ever been to. And he was so sweet. He spent so much, I tried to like smoke pot with him, but he wasn't really having it. So he's such a pot smoker. Well, you know, I mean, he's definitely not toothless. His teeth have taken over um, America. I feel like when I see Mauricio, I see teeth with the side of Mauricio. I mean, it's it's a little over the... Speaking of uh, fake teeth, we'll talk about that soon. We've got fake teeth on all these reality shows. Real House of the Salt Lake City, I saw an appearance of Whitney's husband and his fake teeth. Oh. Like, there, it, it's, a, it's a lot. I mean, I'm kind of like, what's going on here? <laughs> they all get... Yes, they all go in for the teeth redo. I, love I know. That. And you know what? By the way, some of them should. So having good teeth is a nice, like, positive thing. It's a good thing. Um, okay. Still, like two shades too white, though. You know what I mean? When they get the veneers, it's it's just, I don't know who sells them the ultra white. And I, it's just such a status symbol now to go so white. But it's, yeah. It's If it doesn't look natural, it's not good. And the problem is, like, your veneers don't, They luckily, veneers don't, um, like, uh, stain with, with coffee and stuff. So it's like, it's there forever. Like, I don't know, but I think that you can go back and be like, can you do something to it? Can you paint them? Oh, really? I'll just never forget when I was working in at Disney and like so many years ago when Hillary Duff, I don't know if you remember this, but Hillary Duff got veneers like, and they were one of the most famous cases of someone getting really, really, really long veneers. Like, it was a crazy looking thing and Hillary looked like she didn't look like herself. And then she ended up going and getting them. I think she had to get them like shaved down because it was so crazy and, and teeth are important. They do change your face. Like Kyle Richards looks different because of her teeth. Do you remember that? Yeah. You got to really, it's hard. You got to really, there's like one guy in Beverly Hills that charges like $85,000. And I feel like he's the most natural. I think he's done like Kylie Jenner's, Oh, yeah. You see how big they are on this one? Yes. Yeah, they look way better when she got them redone. You're right. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Um, yes. Okay, so 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 Mauricio stayed on for all. Spoiler alert, Mauricio is still on the show. We did lose Adrian Peterson, which I am so okay with because Adrian Peterson, in my opinion, isn't the best of guys. So 
we will see Mauricio next week and I can't wait. I know that they're going to have some fun themed weeks coming up. So like, we'll have to see. Um, okay. Another crazy thing that happened yesterday. We finally heard from Shannon Bedore. Oh, I know. Okay. What did you think of that? Um, I can't talk about what I can't talk about. Basically. So Shannon Bedore, for those of you guys that missed us, Shannon Bedore posted a reel on her Instagram page. Um, I think she turned comments off probably pretty smartly. And she basically said, she basically said, um, she was walking Archie, her dog. She looked really good. She looked really healthy. She looked fine. And she was walking and she basically said, I know a lot of you guys have been, there's a lot of been kind of that's been going on. Um, a lot I want to talk about, but I can't yet. Um, I'm just trying to stay healthy and like focus on the good things and walk my dog. That's all she basically said. Like I'm here, but I can't talk yet. Any lawyers in the audience that want to jump in? Why do you think she can't talk? What's happening? Is it because it's a current like felony situation or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i assuming, right? She hasn't had a court date to finalize this. So she doesn't know if she's going to lose her license, community service. I mean, I would imagine she's, this is the first time offense, as far as I know, for her getting a DUI arrest. We would have known about it if there was another, I think. Exactly. So she's probably just going to get like, community service, pay it a fine. Maybe she loses her license for a few months, but I guess I'm, I'm sure she's silent because there's no resolution yet. Right. So she probably doesn't want to give out any, anything that could incriminate her further. I mean, I guess the problem, yeah, she hasn't been in court. So here's the thing. I think that it, I wish she would have just said, well, maybe she doesn't even want to say, I'm sorry. Like maybe even saying I'm sorry is too much of admission of guilt and she's trying to kind of pull it something off. Um, but like evidence is evidence and like she was drunk and she did drive into a building. So I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how that goes. I would imagine she definitely has lost her her um, her license. My friend Lauren over here says current law situation, any smart lawyer would tell her to stay quiet until it's all handled. So I guess that's, that's probably what she's doing. Now the question is, is she going to be at BravoCon? I think she is. I think the official stance is that she's going to be in Vegas at BravoCon. You're not going to BravoCon, are you? No. Yes. I heard you and Zach talking about it. Um, (laughs) I was with Zach. I'm like, I'm not going. I mean, I will say I get it. I put myself on the VIP wait list and I never got, I like, I guess I didn't get it. So I had my hotel booked and I thought, well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to try to run around and like, like Zach said, I think it's a lot. I think you're going though, right? Yeah. But you know what? I'm going not as like, I'm here for work. I'm not going to like jump in front of Bravo celebrities and get an interview or like none of that. I think I'm actually just going to get away from my kids for a weekend to be a hundred percent honest. Um, I'm, I'm going for a girl's weekend. I'm going with my friend, Jamie. She's not a Bravo fan. She's a sister wives fan. She's a sister wives fan. Robin Robin. I mean, if I said it yesterday and I'll say it again, if there's a TLC con, I need to be hosting a panel, the sister. I mean, we, we will fight over the sister wives panel and I would do like, if there was a meet and greet of Cody and Robin, ah, I would, I would pay well, I good tell money. You this, I, I won't tell you how I know this, but I will tell you from a very good source there, at least as of now, TLC has said that there will never be a TLC con. They basically feel like their brand is fly on the wall, that that they are not um they're like not celebrities. Like, right. They're not into creating celebrities, that they are taking people whose real lives, so thousand pound sisters, sister wives, the Duggars, who obviously are no longer on, um, and they just want to appear as a fly on the wall. And so they claim they will never do a TLC con. I think they're I missing mean, a huge opportunity. I, you know. But I think they're missing a huge opportunity, but at the same time, it's so true. Like I kind of want to remain a fly on the wall in their house. I want to be like behind the beanbag in Janelle's apartment. I want to be a, um, you know, I want to be one of Robin's kids in, in the family bed. Like those, there's a lot of things that I want to do. And if I saw them in real life, like how sad would that be if you met Robin and she was actually the nicest person ever, then I could never make fun of her again. And I don't want to do that. 
I love when that happens. I like it when it happens either way. When they people that you think are going to be nice and then they're the worst, because um, you just Who's never the know. worst. I want to hear your ex- your experience. Do you have one? Do you have um, one that's really bad? Who's um, well? The worst was actually Ashley Simpson, who came into the radio station and she was drunk with a friend and she just gotten a tattoo of a uh, peony. But or, or how do you actually say the name? Is the flower? Is it peony? Yeah, peony. Peony. Okay. Well, peony. Came- no peony. Well, exactly. I think it's peony. Peony. Yeah. But she came in. Sounds she like was peony, but just saying. I think this was maybe a month or two before the disastrous Saturday Night Live appearance. She just wow. kept showing us her tattoo, and she's like, "I got a peony. I got a peony." And we were like, "Okay, but let's like talk about the album." Like, "Oh my god, my friends are." So she left, and we were like, "This bitch was crazy drunk." Like, anyway, then she called the radio station, and she was like, "Fuck you guys! Don't you ever say I was drunk?" And we were like, "Fuck you! You were drunk." <laughs> anyway, it was like. Crazy. Kane was she was so young savage she was in her 20s yeah she was in her 20s so I see Ashley Simpson around LA all the time because she's like a valley mom you know but I think I I have a person now I think she's like kind of calmed down I'm hoping I don't know I see her she I see her with her husband who's Diana Diana Ross's um son Ross yes yeah good royalty now yeah, so I see them around. She looks very cute and sweet. We have a lot of mutual friends, you know, those like the the real housewife type people, like Crystal Minkoff, I think is good friends with her. Like it's a lot of that. But she seems calmer calmer now. But yeah, she was kind of wild during those days, right? Way calmer. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And then she went on to have that huge moment on Saturday Night Live when she was lip syncing. And um, yeah. Oh and my I God. Think, yeah, but she is, she's done really well now. And she does seem way... Better. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've I've known all the Potomac housewives who are really down to earth. I mean, none of them. Really? All of them? Yeah. I mean, I've been on Monique Samuel's podcast, her live show. Ashley Darby's been on my show multiple times. Candace has been on my show multiple times. I've hung I out with Candace. people in real life. Um, who else? The Grand Dame has been on my show. I've done a, a event at Bloomingdale's with the Grand Dame. She's Is it because you're from that area? Like you're from the Washington, D.C. area? Yeah. Yeah. So I know and see them all the time. They've been great. I'm trying to think of like a housewife who, you know, I can't, even when I went to homeless, not toothless, like everyone was so friendly. Um, do you want to, do you want to hear one funny thing? Yeah. Tell me, tell um, me. I interviewed, not interviewed, sorry. I auditioned Alexis Bellino and it's actually funny that I bring her up right now because there was like this article that was going around yesterday and I posted it on my stories that they're thinking about bringing Gretchen Rossi, Alexis Bellino and Vicky Gumbelson back on to OC with some changes. The majority of you guys in my DM said, no, no, this is awful. Thumbs down, crying emoji. Most of you guys don't think that's a good call. I kind of agree. All three of them are not a good call. I wouldn't be against getting Gretchen Rossi back on for whatever reason. I loved Gretchen. I loved when she was with that sugar daddy that was like passing away. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. And she was like taking, I mean, remember he was on his last bit of oxygen and she was like using the car, like his credit cards and the motorcycle. I was obsessed. And then she was, and then Tamara, you went to Bass Lake. You went to Bass Lake. Um, I am, I am, I'm actually like, I don't follow Gretchen, but I've heard that she's just like Susie Homemaker, really like crafty in her house with Slade. Aren't you blown that she has stayed with Slade? Shocked. Shocked. They actually are in love. Like they have been together. I mean, is it been a decade? I I think it's been like at least a salt. Yes, I think it's been that long. I mean, so it's clearly for love and not for fame because both of them kind of fell off. Or for money. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't even remember what Slade did. I mean, for a while there, he just like went on the um, kind of reality TV, you know. I think he was a manager. Like he started managing people. I don't remember. But I mean, I'm sure they do okay, but they're not uber rich. I mean, they're, they're just doing it for love. It's so interesting. Yeah, you guys are all shocked too. Alexis Bellino. So I think we see, we remember Alexis Bellino when she was like Jesus Jugs, married to Jim Bellino, really kind of unaware, like lacking all self-awareness. Do you remember that? She was just so, such a, she came off very thirsty. Like, I want to be rich. I want to be, you know, I'm perfect. Everything is perfect here. I have a feeling that now, just from what I've seen, she seems like a lot more down to earth. Um. I think she's gone through like some pretty tough things. She's not with Jim anymore. I think she's with a new guy. I can't really remember all the stories if she's married or whatever. But anyway, 
I remember auditioning Alexis Bellino for a Nickelodeon show on the Paramount lot in probably 2000 and I don't know, 14, 15, around that time. How old was Alexis at this point? How old is she now? I she could be twenty. She could be fifty. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? We're like, is she fifty? Is she forty? I have no, literally no idea. No idea. But she seemed really nice. But this woman was not an actress. Like some people just aren't actors. I have auditioned Heather Dubrow, i.e., Heather Page Kent, years ago when I was working oh, for wow. a big casting office. So it was a. It was an interesting um, time. I also had some other fun people I auditioned. I pre-read Amber Heard from, you know, remember Amber Heard, obviously? Yes. yes. And when I auditioned Stephen Coletti, who was like my original obsession from Laguna Beach, like I wanted to marry him and I auditioned him back then. I'll never forget that audition. There were some good ones. Yeah. You've had some really good ones. I mean, yeah, and they've all gone on to have, you know, most of them have had huge careers. I, mean, I know. Alexis did really well. You know, I, I saw that rumor that the three of them could come back. I didn't hate it as much as like. The Alexis is 46 audience. now. Okay. 46. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I did. I do like, I love Vicky in the mix. I, I'm kind of curious about Gretchen's life. They have a daughter, you know, I mean, she still, she tried, she launched a business. I don't know how successful it was, but I'd be curious, like what happened with that business? Is it successful? I think it was makeup and skincare. Um, they all have, yeah, it was Gretchen Ross, um, Gretchen Boutte or whatever. Was it? And what was it? <laughs> Gretchen Boutte. I feel like that's what it was. It probably Gretchen- was. probably right. Yeah, they all, I mean, Gretchen always just like, I don't know, that, that townhouse, I remember the townhouse that they filmed in. I don't know if that's where they live now, but I remember it like, it's it's like a mainstay in my memory. You know, everyone says, what's your Roman empire? It's Gretchen Rossi, Rossi Butte getting ready in her townhouse, like with like all the makeup and stuff. So much fun. So much I fun. So coming back, but then I read yesterday that another sort of blind item that says that the entire RHOC cast that we currently have is all coming back. And that wouldn't shock me either. Yeah. I feel like they're not going to rock the boat too much on that franchise because they've had so much turmoil there. So I think if it, you know, I think it relatively worked this season. So I think they, I don't know that they're going to do much more. I think because of the way they ended the the reunion with Andy being like, kumbaya, what a great cast. This has been such an amazing cast. Like Tamara basically just said, fuck you, Andy. And she was like, I love you, Tamara. It almost did feel a little bit like we're setting us up to know that this is going to be our cast next week, next year. I, I, I mean, I would watch it. I thought it was a good season. I thought it was for the most part a good season. I do too. And I do think they end up bringing Vicky back. I, I will say that. I think they end up bringing Vicky back full time. I've heard she's also given them an ultimatum. Like it's all or nothing. Full cast member or friend. As she should. As she should. It's kind of like when they made Luann a friend. It's weird. It's weird to take someone that was like a mainstay on the show and like an OG and then put them as a friend. Like if you're going to bring them back, get, bring them back. And Vicky is so controversial and people really love her or hate her, but she makes good TV. I will never forget that. Like that to me is something that we can't deny. So we'll have to see. I love how it started from Shannon Bedore, went into Alexis Bellino. I mean, Real Houses of OC is the gift that keeps on giving. It does. Um. So let's talk for a second about Bethany. And I know you guys, I know, I promised I wasn't going to talk that much more about Bethany, but I can't help Wait, it. Is your audience over Bethany? Because I do this on my show. I just did an episode maybe a week or two ago. Should we ban all Bethany Frankel talk? It's really, really tricky. Bethany is, see, Bethany is like um, a snake that keeps shedding her skin. So like there's a version of Bethany that I loved and then she kind of became a version of Bethany that I hated. And then she continued to go down that path. But this last version of Bethany, when she's going back to be strong, and then she's just kind of like not being as reality reckoning, reality reckoning, which maybe she is in that dinner last night was to prove it. I don't know. I mean, it depends on the version of Bethany. I am not into the TJ Maxx, you know, Red Lobster Bethany. I'm not into that one, but we'll see. But I will say last night she had a dinner party at the Bel Air Hotel. She's here in Los Angeles right now because she has this event tonight 
um, who, and I was actually invited, but I don't think I can go. And I'm sorry, guys, I was gonna, you know, be boots on the ground, but it's like a business branding event where she's speaking. So it's not that exciting, but this is the dinner. If you go to her page, you can see the picture. I'm going to read to you guys who is at this dinner. You could not get more random people together at, in one place. We've got Nene Leakes, Jenny Garth, Beverly Hills 90210, Kelly Taylor, hello. Elisa Donovan, who was on um, Clueless. She was, I forget what her name was on Clueless. What was her character on Clueless? Um, now I can't remember. Uh, the redhead, Larsa Pippen from Real Houses of Miami, Melissa Rivers, Joan Rivers' daughter, Tanya Rad, who is, um, she's a podcast host and she's on Ryan Seacrest Morning Show. Um, Rachel Levis, you guys, we've got Raquel from Vanderpump Rules, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Who is that? Hold on. I can't like, and then there's oh, Cheryl Burke, Cheryl Burke from Dancing with the Stars. And someone from Selling Sunset, I think. Isn't that a woman? Maybe. I feel like I've gotten all of them, but there's someone on the way end that I can't recognize, and I don't know who that is. Selling Sunset. Is she's Um, from Selling Sunset? Okay. The point is that you could not get um, the most random group of women together, all from different walks of life, all from different, you know, um, I don't know, like – world. It's an eclectic group. Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, you've got longtime sitcom stars. You have Nini in the mix. I mean, Lars- says, she says in the, in the caption, she goes a dinner just because, and then she uses the B because her podcast is called just B. She says, thanks for a beautiful night, ladies. I'm still cleaning up all the spilled tea. And then says, listen to just be with Bethany. So my guess is, okay, maybe I'm crazy. But my guess is that she got a lot of very, maybe bitter, <laughs> bitter people together who have had bad experiences in the industry in some capacity. Because I don't know, what in the world could this be about? It feels like it has to be some sort of reality reckoning, like meter meeting. What do you think? Um, well, I feel like Bethany is a genius, um, in many ways, but a genius with marketing, um, you know, it's obviously to drive downloads to her podcast, right? So, I mean, is the tea that salacious or does she just want us to go and click on the episode? And then, you know, she's probably not going to reveal much because I mean, Melissa Rivers is like longtime legendary, you know, Hollywood person and producer, you know, Jenny Garth, I'm sure Jenny Garth is not going to spill much of the tea. She's a podcaster now, but also still working actor, actress. Um, you know, I like Nini, of course, we know why is there Cheryl Burke, Rachel Levis, I, you know, some of them, I, I can understand why, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people still in the business like Bethany and certainly I'm a fan of the idea of a reality reunion for sure. I think you've worked in the business a long time. I've been a SAG after member forever. I mean, the benefits of that union are incredible for the people that have it. And these reality stars, they, I mean, they don't even have workman's comp, you know? I mean, that's insane. And and to when Nini and Bethany did their podcast episode, I mean, the fact that their image is licensed by Bravo, basically, to be on GIF apps and they make no money while Bravo makes a cut is insane. They should have some payment for their image. And especially if they're then these housewives episodes are repackaged and repurposed in Australia. I mean, yes, they should be given residual rights. I agree with all that. I mean, I, I love Bethany's mission. I just hate the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a particular, I'm, I'm not really a fan anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, she's probably still a heavy hitter. Yeah. And she wants people to know it with that picture. Yeah. I mean, listen, I would be, if I was invited to a dinner party with Bethany with alongside these women, and I had this huge career back in the, you know, at some point in the 2000s, 2010s, which a lot of them did. Um, and then, of course, you have like a Rachel Levis, who to me sticks out like a sore thumb in this crew. I I, I I, don't get that one. But the rest of them, I think I would be like so excited to be part of that dinner just to listen to what in the world they're talking about. I mean, I'm a, a Say by the Bell through and through fan and Beverly Hills 90210. So just to know that Je- Jenny Garth and Tiffany Amber Thiessen were in the same place, we also have to talk about this because I don't know if you know this. 
Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling very famously have major drama with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. They were all on 90210 together. Tiffany was Valerie. And um, of course, Kelly and, and Tori were on it from day one. There was big drama between the three of them. And like Valerie, I'm sorry, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Tori Spelling were best of friends. And everything kind of like broke up. Or maybe Tori Spelling or maybe Jenny and... Uh, Tiffany, I can't remember, but they're famously not friends anymore. So the fact that they were at the same dinner last night, holy, like that, I want to know what's going on. And somehow I feel like Bethany is the one person that can like bring those friendships together. She just has this, like, she can get shit done. Bethany can get shit done, but I agree. Her delivery is a lot and it's maybe too much uh, for me. I mean, is this also like a tease for her starting her own network? I mean, a lot of these women in the photo have their own podcasts, including Melissa Rivers and Jenny Garth has her own show and Cheryl Burke has her own podcast and Rachel Levis has said she's going to- they all have their own. Most of them. Yeah. And the one woman that works with Ryan Seacrest. I mean, you know- They they all have their own podcasts. Wait, because Cheryl just started one. Melissa has one. Tanya has one. Nene has one. I don't know about Elisa Donovan. Jenny Garth has one. Yes. This is, or is this just because everyone in the world has a podcast? <laughs> well, everyone in the world has a podcast. But, you know, Rachel has said she's wanted to start one. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Bethany launches her own um, network, podcast network. Nini's now doing a YouTube show. But, you know, I mean, Nini has said she's waiting for someone to give her a podcast offer. So, I mean... That to yeah, me that was, was something like, that like annoyed me a little bit when she was like, I tried to do a podcast, but I can't. I tried to do this, but I can't when Nini said that on Bethany's podcast. Cause I'm like, I tried to do a podcast and I released it 45 minutes later. So, I mean, if you want to do a podcast, you can do a podcast. No one's stopping you. Nini would kill, would clean up. It's so, but I think I, yeah, I mean, I I've done podcast episodes on this cause I love Nini, but I think Nini is so lost since Greg passed. And I think, you know, you know, this, you've worked for companies whenever you work for a business, there's always people that are great employees, like that, that just want to come in at 9am, leave at five. And they want to be told what to do. They don't yeah. want to think they want to implement your plan. They don't care. They're there to collect a paycheck. And then you have people that are innovators who want, you know, us, we want to start our own podcast. Bethany's an innovator. They, they're hustlers. They look at an opportunity. How can that, how can this benefit me? Nini to me is the, is the first, you know, she wants like, I'm on a reality show. I'm getting paid. I show up. You should value my time and talent. And I'm worth X. I agree with her. And I wish that the entertainment business still worked that way. But we're seeing with the strikes and everything, a flip. People are getting paid less. You know, all these housewives coming back to housewives are making far less than they ever did. I mean, I think with, I don't think that Candy Burris is coming back at $2 million. It's not going to be worth it for them. So I think for Nini, she's she's always had a man. Greg always worked. He took care of her. She she stayed home. Then she got this job, and they were like, look, you're going to be shooting at 10 a.m. You're going to be arguing at 12. You're going to be eating lunch at 1. And so then to try to, like, make your own podcast and generate interest, I just don't think, Beth, I don't think Nini is that type of person. Yeah. It should be interesting. I think that um, I think that I'm dying to hear what they talked about and what it was about, and we'll, we shall see. You know, Bethany is... She's, she's, she is a powerhouse that we can say for sure. Okay. So before we, uh, you know, get too crazy long on this episode, we could talk forever. Let's talk a little bit about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, because last night's episode I found was so, I'm just, I'm into it. I'm into the season. I am into this cast. I am really, oh, Amanza from Selling Sunset. That's who it was, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so selling sunsets, I mean, uh, sorry, not selling sunset. Hello. Um, Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Let's talk about it. Last night's episode was one for the history books because there's the amount of things that I saw that I'm like, I'm taking notes for. I'm like, I can't believe that this shit is happening. So number one, have you been into the season? Yes. Watching every episode. Um, watched most of last night's. Uh, it is so good. Mary Cosby being back is amazing. I mean, you talk about a franchise that I was like, how are they going to untangle from Jen Shaw? You know, she's been so much drama. And in fact, I actually love it more without Jen Shaw. Like I, I, I actually don't even miss Jen Shaw. In fact, it's nice not to have her energy. Totally agree. Mary totally is- agree. 
so good. I don't care if Mary wants to sit in the van and not participate in anything. She's so amazing. That scene with her son where she's begging her son not to be married. And he's like, sorry, mom, I'm married. She's like, but wait, ah. can we talk about this for just a second? Let's talk about a couple of things. I understand if her son is maybe uncomfortable on camera. I'm hoping that's the case because their relationship, their communication was something unlike I've ever seen before in my life. She's like, just tell me, have you been married? And he's like, maybe, sort of, kind of what, Mary, as well. And she's like, how long? And he's like, maybe, yes, yes, like, what? speak like what's happening it was the weirdest thing i'm thinking this guy is a married man and he's acting like a 12 year old uncomfortable kid on camera like the whole thing felt so out of control and then you add the green carpet that they're sitting on i mean the the way the house is decorated is it, it looks like a staged experience the whole thing what did you think about that scene um i agree with you he is very awkward extremely uncomfortable she lives in the same home with him. I mean, the way she says, well, I guess there was that one day that they got dressed up and they ran. And then they you ran. They <laughs> ran. And I'm like, Mary, you know, that's not a red flag for you that two adults are sprinting out of your home. I mean, the level of cluelessness is so crazy. I mean, you have two sons. I have a son. You know, I'm sure we're like going to be so close to them. And it's it's very bizarre. He does not seem comfortable being with her as his mom. And he doesn't seem he doesn't comfortable. even feel like he knows her. No. It's as if they've never spoken before. And actually, when she got emotional, when she was like, you're my only son. And like, I want to know about these things. I thought to myself, wow, it's kind of nice to see a little bit of vulnerability from Mary because we really don't see that side of her ever. I th I felt like last night was like we hung out in Mary's house for like eight hours. Like we got a lot of Mary. There's yeah, something about good. Mary. Oh, there's something about Mary. Mary is, she's epic. I mean, she's just, the one-liners, I mean, oh my God, as a casting director, she's gold. She's gold. And I know a lot of people are like really turned off for her by her from last week's episode when she, on Watch What Happens Live, she like fat shamed Heather Gay and whatever. And I say, I see that as awful behavior and also as amazing reality TV. Because here's the thing, and I know people gave her crap for that, but the thing is, is like, so few people have like will say that that isn't it refreshing this is what i find i find things like that to actually be refreshing because you know people are thinking that but she actually says it and you know heather had an amazing clap back and you know there's you, do you know this you know this there are people in your life that like usually your grandmother or like your mom where they can be almost offensive but it's like funny or sweet like it's not she just Mary to me embodies that that whole watch what happens I loved when Z-Way was trying to give her a fish sandwich she's like no mm -mm, no she's like, like what I mean, is she, that no she cared less about Z-Way she didn't know who Z-Way was or didn't care I mean Mary and like to sit there and Andy's like Mary everybody wants to know why did you come back well, to help you out, Andy. Like, yeah, there's no, like there, she really has no sense of like filter media training. She doesn't care. It's savage. It's so good. I, I'm a Mary Cosby stan. I find, I find something very, I would never want to be her friend and I would never want to be in her life, but I love watching her on my TV. And also I will say her relationship with Meredith is the most out. Like, I cannot believe that she and Meredith like are hanging out, drinking a glass of champagne and chatting. It's so odd to me. Do you, yeah, don't you find that relationship so weird? Yeah, because she really doesn't seem like she connects with Heather or um, has anything to do with her, you know, or, or really even remembers. Likes I don't think she remembers anyone's name on the show even. Like, I, I think Mary is one of those people that she probably doesn't remember her cast members' names other than Meredith. So, okay, a couple other things happen. Number one, at the beginning of the episode, we see this really weird breaking the fourth wall thing about this bunny this easter bunny yeah, yeah yeah so angie angie last night's episode was also very angie focused um angie ha is having this big easter greek easter celebration which looked lovely in her house which looks like i mean her house is trippy it's like it's so open like you can just see all these walls and windows into like mountains but angie who has the husband had the gay rumors about him last week and he okay. cried hearing the rumors. 
Angie sends out this Easter bunny, this creepy ass Easter bunny to all the people's houses. And then also to Lisa Barlow's confessional. Wasn't that, yeah, that weird? Was, yeah, that was kind of weird. That was weird. It felt very like that broke the fourth wall. I'm like, she's sitting here and working, giving her interview and the bunnies there. And then the bunny was in Heather Gay's car, like weird shit. No, yeah. the, when the bunny went to Mary's car and she opens the window and she does, I wish I had my sunglasses here, but she's like, I those guess. eyes. I mean, it's so good. So good. So anyway, um, so anyway, the, the bunny has, is inviting everyone to the Easter except Meredith. Of course, Meredith does not get invited. I thought that was really an interesting, odd thing. I also thought something else was odd. Let's go to Justin and Whitney really fast. Whitney and her husband, Justin, go to dinner. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I've never once gone to dinner. And when they said, do you have a reservation? And I said, yes, under Donna and Lance. He said, under Justin and Whitney. Well, she loves her husband and she uh, needs more attention from him, clearly. Uh, it is weird. I've never done that either. Yeah. One of us what? just chooses. It's under, you know, my name or his. Yeah. What do you think is going on with oh, that's a good Justin one. and Whitney's relationship? It's a weird one. I, I don't know. What's your take? Do you think it's real or do you think she's trying to make there be drama in their marriage? So it it keeps the storyline going. I don't know. He like, he's like so dear in headlights to me. Like every scene. He's like, like, I love you. I don't know. What can I do to make it better? And she's like, you're not giving me enough, Justin. And you're not being there for me enough. And I just feel so left alone. And I'm, by the way, <laughs> she has this conversation where she says, I saw you sitting on the couch on Instagram watching TV while I'm cooking breakfast for my kids. And it is just so triggering. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my husband and I'm like, that's relatable. Like how many wives have had that happen, right? You're like, kids, come on. You're getting your lunches. You're getting this. And your husband's sitting on the couch, like scrolling his phone. It happens all the time in my house. And by the way, like, welcome to the real world, Whitney. <laughs> welcome to the life of being a mom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I found it really interesting. She's like, you're not helping me enough. And then he's like, well, you're not having sex with me enough. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she she felt as she was cutting up her little one centimeter steak. Women need to open up to have sex. And I just feel like I need the emotional connection. I don't know. I thought those two had a lot of sex. I thought they had a great marriage, according to past seasons. But I guess you get a new set of teeth and a job. Now that he has a job, you can't have a good relationship anymore. I don't know. Odd. I know. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Like, of all the things that are going on on Salt Lake this season, I guess I care the least about their marriage. I don't know. I, it's not that I'm not buying it, but I just don't think their issues are that big. You know what I mean? Compared to, like... Real and issues in her husband's dynamic, and like uh, just the whole way he handled that scene where he was like, You know what? Gay rumors aside, it's about loyalty. Like, I just I, like it, just the whole thing is so. I don't know. There's something. What am I trying to say here? I, it's not that I don't believe that they could be having issues. I just feel like she's so reaching. Yeah. It's like, we just need something with Whitney and the big storyline with Whitney is now the husband's working again. And how are we going to focus the balance of being a mom and being with the kids? Okay. Another thing. And this is serious. You guys, I take like rumors about outing people seriously. I don't think it's funny. I think whatever, that's not cool. Angie's husband. Is it Sean? Is it Scott? Is it Steve? Don't know. Don't remember. Angie's boyfriend, a uh, husband. In last week's episode, here's the rumor that has been going around apparently for years. He's a hairdresser in Utah, and he started to cry. I found it odd. I found it odd. I know a lot of you guys think I'm being heartless because, of course, you would cry if a rumor like this happened. And I asked Lance, I said, Lance, if I told you that there's a rumor that you're gay and that you're sleeping with a man, what would your reaction be? It would not be to cry. That, that I know for sure. He'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Oh, I know. My husband would be like laughing hysterically. He'd be like, all right, I want to see the guy. Like, bring yeah, up. Yeah, like, is he hot? He'd yeah. be like, is he hot? Okay. And you know, my husband always do My husband's like in love with Paul Rudd. So, I mean, I would completely start the rumor that he was fucking Paul Rudd, 100%. So, I mean, we would have a great laugh with it. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you, Donna. I, I think the way he handled it was, like I said, I mean, I think if you were presented 
most guys, like your husband, my husband, it sounds like the minute we sat down and said that they would have been like, oh, okay, let's see. Yeah, let's see it. Bring up the text messages. Who, you know, okay. Yeah. Stick was I supposedly sucking. Like, sorry, hopefully that wasn't too um, <laughs> crazy for your show. But anyway, like I, it was very, and to me, what was odd is like, he didn't deny it. He just yeah. goes, you know what? This is about Angie is loyalty. You know, it's, yeah. about, it's about the act of cheating. I, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, Weird. I weird that you would go there and then the tears. I Yeah, I found it really a strange reaction. And not only that, if you are that upset about it, did you guys catch this? If you are that upset about it to the point where you're crying and you want this to go away real fast, why? Why oh why? When Heather Gay showed up to his Easter party at his house yesterday, did she say something about, oh, so where's your, and he said, my gay boyfriend. <laughs> he joked about having a gay boyfriend. If that's your reaction last week, and then you're joking about it today, I can't take it seriously. He lost all credibility in terms of feeling bad for him because you can't make it a big, like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then joke about my gay boyfriend the next week. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I find it really, really strange. Ooh. So that happened. I loved, um, I loved Angie's dad and the story about him coming from Greece and like setting it up. I actually loved that. But then let's get into really fast before we wrap. Let's talk about Monica and her hissy fit. I thought at the Easter party and how her mom got involved. I don't know if you saw this part, but basically what happens is and Monica, who's kind of, she's new on the show this year. Um, and she used to work with Jen and she is, a she's relatable because she's like, you know, a single mom. She doesn't have a lot of a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops with a Jen. Okay. Um, she's a survivor. She has, she has not a lot of money. She has like six kids. I don't know how many. And, um, but remember she's divorced because she had an affair with her, her brother, her husband's sister's husband, right? Her brother-in-law. And now she's no longer a Mormon. And her mom is a little bit hard. Okay. Her mom is a toughie. We've seen this before in the back, like in the past, like she wasn't the best mom. She's not the most present mom. Okay. So they go to this party and Monica decides to have a conversation with Angie or Angie does with Monica. And it's very common. It's a family party. There's families everywhere. Um, and they, it starts to get heightened and it gets heightened. And Monica is not like quiet. She's getting really, really upset about it, throwing out bad words and whatever. As a mother, I would do the same thing that Monica's mom did, which was go straight up to her and be like, Monica, stop. Do not act this way. Like you can't act this way at someone's home, which is what she did, Monica's mom. And Monica's reaction to her was like, you stop. Like I have never seen such an uncomfortable situation between a mother and an adult daughter. I don't know. Did you watch this part or did you? Did you? I, I haven't seen this part. Yeah. I just, you know, obviously I've seen their dynamics so far and how, you know, they've argued over, you know, how Monica is like more of a parent to her kids than her mom ever was to her. I mean, you know, I love, I love their dynamic. I love a mother daughter dynamic on any of these housewife shows. It's so good. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's an interesting one. It really Yeah, but is. I think like, I used to think that maybe Tamara and her mom's relationship was a little oh, yeah. like funky, but this one takes the cake because, I, and I felt bad for the mom because she just wanted everything to be copacetic and she just wanted to have fun. You could tell she was just enjoying her time. And Monica was acting like wild at someone's house, yelling at her and with the kids around and everything. And then Monica got really mad at the mom because she thought she took everyone else's side. It was really, really hard to watch. And then in an interview, Monica said, I just wish my mom wasn't my mom. I wish I had another mom. And I'm like, oh, this mom is going to just die when she watches this. So I think we're about to get like a little bit. Yeah, Debbie just said Monica became a child last night. Like, and she even said, she goes, I feel like I revert to being a young girl when I'm around my mom. There's obviously some bigger issues there, but I like this season of Housewives. Mm -hmm. I am, 
I am feeling it. And I wish we had more to talk about about Lisa Barlow because that's my favorite one to talk about. Oh, there was a really weird scene when they were making candles. I don't know if you saw that earlier in the episode. They were making candles, she and Angie, and at this really cool place that I guess yes, is only in- I did, yes. Where you can pour your scent into the wax and whatever. And while they're making it, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this random, I thought this was very produced. This random young girl that works at the candle store is like, are you Jack's mom? I knew she was going on a mission before you did. And then ran off. I don't know if you saw that. Lisa Barlow being a good Mormon is the best like delusion I have ever heard. She drinks and does everything. Yeah. She goes, I would wear this to church. Her tits are out. (laughs) I would wear this to church. I know. And the the whole mission thing and her son. Yeah, I I agree. Lisa Barlow is really good. I mean, we do have a lot of storylines like just Mary Cosby's presence and so many Angie K what's going on. And then Angie and Monica. Yeah, I know it's, I know. So maybe, you know, Lisa's been so in the mix and so is Heather for a while. It's fascinating to kind of have these other things to talk about. And they obviously want to establish these women as characters because they're probably going to be on the show for the next couple of seasons. You know, we're not getting Jen back. So totally. Yeah, totally. It's, It's a good, it's a really, really good um season so far and I really like the cast and I love like all the different storylines I'm feeling it I think Real Housewives right now is like on a good path Potomac is going to be starting soon obviously Beverly Hills is starting next week can't wait on the 25th um so so we'll have to talk more we'll have to do this again because there's so many stories we could keep going but we gotta we gotta cut it at some point You'll be back on my show too, but everybody needs to listen because Donna is going to be on um, next week on the Sarah Frazier show. So you have to come back. We got to talk more sister wives, more TLC stuff. So much. We will always talk about sister wives. We will talk about Cody and his pecs. Um, so Sarah, where can they find you? At the Sarah Frazier show everywhere. Uh, I drop a podcast episode every single day and at the Sarah Frazier show on all socials. I can't wait for um, my audience to yes. meet your audience and let's get together in real life and we'll make sure the world wor- uh, the world sees it on our socials. Caitlin Wright, again, congratulations for winning the BravoCon ticket. So I will reach out to you and I'll send that over in the next week. Um, that's it, you guys. Thanks, Dosers. Thank you so much. Follow Sarah and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, Donna. Bye. See ya.